Welcome, everyone, to the Voice of the Visionaries podcast. This is the first of 10 episodes. Um, In general, in this podcast, we're going to be talking about visionaries in modern and ancient society, what they did, and how they impacted the world. Um, I'm Remy. I'm James. And I'm Charlie. Uh, Today's topic is the tech and science industry, clean energy, and communication. Just, uh, just 60 years ago, there was a supercomputer called the CDC 6600. Um, and that just had 982 kilobytes of memory, sorry, uh, which is just under a megabyte, um, which seems like a tiny amount today, but back then it was a huge amount. Um, to put that in perspective, iPhone 11s these days have like four gigabytes of memory, which is 4,000 times that, um, which I think is pretty incredible considering how small these devices are and the CDC 6600 was like it was like two meters big or something and now these phones like like hundreds of times smaller have four thousand times memory so it's just like incredible achievements like that um can put into perspective how far technology has advanced yeah exactly it's interesting they landed on the moon with 60 kilobytes of ram uh whereas exactly as you said um a phone could do that right now yeah, yeah that was, it was, it was uh, considered extremely powerful for the time. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, on on that subject, you got to think about how the people at NASA had to talk to these astronauts in their rockets while they were going to the moon. And um, on that note, right now, um, Starlink is being set up, which is an array yeah. of 12,000 low-orbit satellites um, with the last launch only two weeks ago. Uh, they're being set mm-hmm. up over like all of North America for the purpose of better internet, mm-hmm. hoping to provide much better speeds uh, for everyone, anywhere. Yeah, How so do we feel about really... that? Uh, I think it's, it's interesting, yet also you have to worry about the fact that that's very easy now to monitor on all these people on the ground. Yeah. Exactly. These satellites aren't like humongous. They're only like the size of a table. No, but th- think about it. They can just see everyone on the ground. And they no, they don't have cameras, them. I don't think. No, they have cameras, yeah. Imagine it's like, know. it, it removes... <laughs> that's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> it removes cool. the need for um, 5G because anywhere in North America now you can get internet, which is I've been noticing recently when I've been walking around in public, my phone always auto-connects to like Telstra Air. So I, yeah. I think it would be the equivalent of that. If you're in yeah. the middle of a farm, you're probably still going to get a connection from the sky, which yeah. is hard because yeah. you've got to think about everyone in America is now going to, mm. all their information and what's running through their phone is going to be accessible to this it's satellite. Also, exactly. It's a completely different type of Wi-Fi. So current Wi-Fi, it's um, sent, the internet is sent through electric cables. Under the sea, like, I think. Yeah, it's like physically laid, de- laid down. So like cables have to run hundreds of kilometers to reach like places like, for example, in Australia, like the Outback. They have to have cables that go hundreds of kilometers to reach those places. Um, Whereas the satellites that Starlink is using, it beams information through the vacuum of space and it travels like almost 50% faster than fire. Yeah, it would have like no feedback and it wouldn't lose any uh, energy like some... Yeah. Uh, you yeah. got to remember some, some governments though might not want to have a private... Might not want to pay a private corporation to get the, their own internet. Yeah. yeah also, the fiber optic cables are quite expensive to, be, to lay down. 
Yeah, they are. But you got to think. So I think the eventual goal. It's Elon Musk running this with SpaceX, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. eventual goal, I think I remember him saying, was to have these satellites set up globally. So everyone has this connection. But think about yeah. countries like China or North Korea, which are extremely secretive with their information and uh, yeah. don't allow things like YouTube or basic internet. Mm-hmm. That how how is that going to go? That you have the full might of the superpower that China is um, kind of going with, going against SpaceX, going, we don't want this. How are they going to have to maneuver around yeah. that? Well, they're just not going to pay Starlink but, to get it. I uh, put it this way, you have all those countries in um, Indonesia, like in that Asia area, Asia-Pacific area, that are going to want this Wi-Fi because it's probably easily accessible and it's cheaper. Yeah, but the government and, might not want it. But let's say, let's say, for instance, they do, then you have to work around having China, which is, pro- which is the largest um, country in all of Asia and I think the fourth largest country in the world. That's yeah. going to be population there. Linking back to like Starlink and how it relates to the internet today. So we do have satellite internet like right now. Yeah. Uh, the, they use large spacecraft that are 36,000 kilometers above the Earth. These, these satellites are a max height of 350 kilometers above the Earth. Wow, so it's much yeah. closer, so much quicker. Yeah. That's why yeah, they're called low like, orbit. It's 100 times closer to the Earth, I think, if my math is correct. My, my math is correct. Um, which means it would have way faster internet without the delay of sending and receiving data of the current internet satellite. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. pretty sure they're meant to be like a really fast connection as well. Like, yeah. like twice as fast as I have now. Yeah, well, it, okay. it has a crap ton of um, technology and it's like 230 kilos. Uh, like, put it this way. Imagine yeah. one of these satellites hits another satellite and then it comes crashing down to Earth. I'm sure, that like, happen. No, but like, yeah, let's yeah, say, yeah, or it hits yeah, space yeah. debris. It hits debris or something hits it. You've got to think now, the, <laughs> this satellite, even, even if it doesn't burn up on the way down, it's going to hit something. Mm. You have 12,000 of them. Okay, that's not going to affect the actual, like... Internet, it might kill a person, though. Okay. Well, that's probably not going to happen, but yeah, anyway. What if, what if that person's on the internet and, like, they're getting really fast speeds and then they realize it just hit them? Okay, that's a very, very <laughs> strange <laughs> anecdotal yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, example. It's really not realistic. About technology is, what do, you, do you guys think that society is based on technology? Yeah, yes. 100%. Yeah. I think why? I think well, because that... everyone has a phone, everyone has a computer, you know, or exactly. everyone in Western society. Okay, but against that, we could live without it. We've lived for billions of years without technology. Yeah, but life billions, good, yeah, definitely. mate, like two hundred thousand years. Good one. But no, I know what you mean. Like, you, you think the Pope back in like fifteen hundred was just chilling on his iPhone, sending it out no, tweets? Exactly. And also, so... technology isn't certain. So a battery can die, a Wi-Fi network can go down, an area of the country could not get service. Um, yeah, that's very true. Our society that it can function and society can advance. Yeah, well, tell me life. this, Charlie. Uh, riddle me this. Why was it that two, three hundred years ago, about one in every five children would die from various reasons? Do you see that happening now? No, you don't even see that happening now in the most, like the most lowest quality countries, like the lowest economic, stable countries in the world. I I got you. Because 
technology then went into the medical field, which then improved the quality of life. Yeah, and I'm not against it. I, I, I really do think hey, society is based on technology. But Although you I say just... society can live without it and that it's not certain, I think if you had said well, that maybe 40... It. Well, okay, but... It might be harder, don't... but we can still do it. It's possible, but you think about the dependence many people have. The yeah. everyone has to. Some oh, people check their jobs. um their insulin levels. People with diabetes check their insulin levels. What about people who are like on life support right now? Well, yeah, yeah exactly. So or, her, or we're on dialysis. I think yeah. or have, have a pacemaker I, or something. Do you agree that society? It might not be based on technology, but society requires a certain level of technology. Yeah, yeah, it's dependent, but that might not always. That's not always a bad thing. Obviously, there's also you have to think about government monitoring, monitoring, and private corporations like taking your exactly information have, because you have a phone. A phone's it, pretty much just a tracking chip. It's pretty much just like a chip that you have in the back yeah. of your head, but instead it's in your pocket. So my dad works for um, Amazon, and yeah. basically the New South Wales government contracted Amazon Web Services to um, basic kind of create the COVID Safe app in a sense, mm-hmm. not create, but to host it on their servers. And my dad was saying how the, the government has had issues with it because there's the big issue of people, they know where everyone in New South Wales is at every second because of the Bluetooth in their phone. And they have to so that they can remove these COVID cases. But yeah. all, I think it's 8 million people live in New South Wales. Every single person who has this app, although it's not mandatory, I'd say probably 80% of people have it. You have 80% of people in the state... Yeah, I have it. James? Sorry? Do you, you have, have it? the COVID yeah. safe app? Uh, I had it, and then once the cases went back down, I didn't use it anymore. No, yeah, but like, no. do you still have it on your phone? Yeah, I still have it on my phone. I oh, right, exactly. Then, I then, this morning. The New South Wales government just knows where you are. And, I mean, they probably do through other means, but it's, yeah. it's scary to think that just from an app mm. that you've... Like oh, imagine well. it's like you don't read the contracts and uh, the the what are they called the, the services? Yeah, mm. exactly. You don't read the contract and then they know However, where you are. It wasn't like, like it was like a strict uh, condition that when if the government went ahead with the app when it was back in the planning stage, that none of the data would be used. As, not 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 used. Obviously, you have to use it to get the coronavirus case and see if you've been in contact with anyone. But it wouldn't exactly. be used for any other purpose, and it would not be shared outside of that specific. Uh, database if you know what i mean yeah there was very so, strict there were very strict conditions and if like it breached it it would have had a massive like repercussions yeah massive repercussions especially because it was the, it was a government-based app like if it was a like a private company like say say like elon, elon musk made a company that made this app it wouldn't have as much repercussions as if the government shared the data yeah agreed uh, my dad was saying, so I'm going off what he says because he works for the company, but he yeah, was saying, well, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. but he was saying how they'll hold your information, but you put it, put it this way, AWS servers, like the servers mm. that they hold all this information on is like a house. And then you can pay to put your information in this house. But mm. once someone breaks into the house, that Amazon isn't responsible anymore. So if you uh, want to put your information in a vault and then put it inside the house, that's your choice. But if yeah. then, so that that comes into encryption. That that's mm. um, like WhatsApp uses end-to-end encryption, which makes it a lot safer. But then you still think about the fact that I think it's um, Facebook that owns WhatsApp. Facebook owns it, yeah, and Facebook's yeah. got yeah. privacy. So if Facebook, even though other people um, outside of Facebook can't see your messages, Facebook can still. 
Yeah, and linking back to security, like children, kids, kids with technology, and also linking to the classroom, for example. Do you think that using technology in classrooms is necessary? Yes. I think nowadays. Yeah. I think it's more necessary than, like, for example, like, 10 years ago. Well, like, think about about it. it. When we were in class, right? right? Like, a lot of our work, a lot of our assessments requires research and planning and yeah. the majority of our assessments and schoolwork, it's like 50-50, pretty much. Well, you can use a book to research. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. You don't have to do it in the classroom. Although, and on that same point, all the smartest people from the last 100 years didn't need that technology. Yeah. <laughs> and although we haven't seen the yeah. after effects of people growing up and in using technology in classrooms, like in 20 years, the new Elon Musk might have come from... Um, a school with large uses of technology. We don't know that yet. But the average person is way smarter than they were 100 years ago. Oh, yeah, agreed. The average person is way smarter because of technology. Because they have a greater access of information. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of having to get 10 books, they can type it. Do you think technology can be distracting in a classroom? Yes. Of course. It can be distracting, which can thus deter you from what you're trying to do. Yeah, yeah, I mean. yeah, well... Although that yeah. comes down to the teachers, not the technology. And, and the student. And the student. Yeah, and the student. But yeah. the teachers, they get, they get paid to do that. Like, they get paid to... They're, they're responsible. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting and paid also... a salary just to make sure that the students are on task. So I think, you know, they can at least just stand at the back of the class so they can see everyone's screens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you think we need technology to communicate? Oh, yeah, nowadays. Yeah, of course... What are you gonna bloody send a raven or something? Yeah, in such a fast-paced society, you gotta have that. Yeah. That's nowadays. Like forty years ago, sending a letter was fine. Making like a dial-up phone call, but or just meeting someone face to face. Exactly, but nowadays oh. everything is going so fast. People are so busy that I think text messaging, social media, is yeah. it's inextricably linked with society. Yeah, um, and a majority of like. An insane amount of communication takes place through text messaging, email, and social media. Yeah, but as we were saying earlier, that's easily accessible, and that that's invasion of privacy. That, that Apparently, there's yeah. in 2017, mm-hmm. 269 billion emails were sent and received each day. Each, each day. day. Yeah. Wow. That's well, that means some people are doing like hundreds of emails a day. Yeah, because. Jeez. Pretty boring. You got to think about governments as well. And... Oh yeah, they probably yeah, well, they, does that yeah. include like spam emails. <laughs> and in 2021, it's expected to grow to 320 billion per day. Jeez. Wow. I um apparently Dick Cheney, the former vice president, he was George Bush's vice president, because yeah. of what was going on in Iraq um and Afghanistan at the time with the war and many of the laws he was trying to get passed. A lot of them were very dodgy. So to the extent that he he passed a law where it so the the Geneva Convention disallows torture in war. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but he said basically this law means that uh, since America can't torture because we're America, America doesn't torture. If we do torture someone, it's not torture because we're America and we don't torture. So mm-hmm. to that effect, so a lot of that was going on emails and. <clears throat> purely for the fact that he didn't want the American government seeing it and anyone else seeing it. He created basically his own private servers that him and his staff would use. And by the end of his pre- uh, the vice presidency, it had, they, re- they reckoned that it was something like 160 million emails had been lost. 
Jeez. And also with right. text messages, like in 2005, mm. only about in America, right? Just say from America, there are only seven, seven, seven billion messages sent each month. Oh, wow. Uh, fast forward 12 years to June 2017, there's 781 trillion, 781 billion, my bad. Wow. That's, um, and that's, see, that's, that's, that's 94 a day per, per American. And then you've got to think about how many people don't have access to yes, phone yeah. and text messaging. And now it's it's a lot more widespread than it was mm. 15 years ago. That, yeah. and this was three years ago, so imagine how much it's gone. Oh, um, it's gone up. 94 per day equates about 34,000 a year. 34,000 yeah. messages a year. That's just Far out. crazy. Um, well, which shows no, that's how much dependence we, right there. That's really yeah, like... that shows... And just that linking also back to data with technology. Um, just there's a lot of data that's being transferred in means that we don't even know about a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. All those secretive companies. Mm. And we don't know minute, what's going on. Every minute of the day, people on YouTube watch four million, four yeah, four million videos each minute. Jeez, I saw this thing that Netflix now. If you wanted to watch everything on Netflix, um, you mm-hmm. physically couldn't by the end of your lifetime. Yeah, yeah that's, also that Netflix sense. has about 100,000 hours of video per day. Every minute, sorry. Wow, but but you got to think about why do they have that much video if no one could watch it all? And it's because they want to cater for everyone. for everyone, but they've yeah. got such specific algorithms that they know what individual people want to watch and yeah. what to recommend. Um, I was recently watching Friends on Netflix, and then I just got absolutely bombarded with, uh, this is like Friends, this is uh, yeah. it's funny, what this is like. And it mm. was, and I get it's their job, but it's kind of weird like to know that they know what you're watching and yeah. that yeah. they in, know what you will watch. Yeah, in 2017. monitoring. You know, like the only, Alexa has to always listen to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, in 2017, only 47% of the world's population was on the internet. Only half is half. Well, that, that was in 2017. So I'd say that... Half the world's figure, population? Yeah, so only 3.8 billion people. Got to think how many people are in poverty. Yeah, no, you know, how many people, people are in like, extreme poverty who can't afford yeah. any of that stuff. Yeah, which shows that the equation per American, for example, where I said 94 messages per American per minute. Wow. Uh, no, per day, sorry. That would, wouldn't be right. That's not accounting for the people who don't get access to it. It's 59% of the global population now. So it's gone up yeah. another, what was it? 12% in three mm. years, which it shows how easily accessible things like the internet are. We, yeah, yeah that's insane. But um, on a bit of a tangent, what about automobiles getting around, how people move around? Yeah, it's well, just the same as every other the, the other yeah. pieces of the tech industry has just gone up. But it just yeah. it hasn't advanced as exponentially as yeah. per se. Well, like I mean, in the last fifty years, in the last fifty years, they've te- the advancements in cars, the advancement in the industry has all been around technology. Yeah, really rather than actual Where I, I think it was something like in the last, the last safety based one was um, uh, the last actual safety based one was airbags that became mandatory in nineteen eighty eight. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, there have been they've all been technology based. Yeah. Uh, Reversing camera, automatic parking, GPS. self-driving oh, cars, I guess, could be counted oh, as GPS safety. Self-driving is not safety. But, I think that's just a gimmick. Yeah, true. 
Well, okay, but it would like take away the amount of possible yeah. car crashes yeah. you have. The, the modern car, I think it was in 1886, I believe, by Carl Benz, um, yeah. who painted paint, patented the uh, the motor wagon. Patented. Um. Oh yeah. So the first car that was available, that was only for a specific amount of people, like the rich people, right? Yeah. So the first you, car that was available to like the masses, like a lot of people, would have been the, in the Model T manufactured by the Ford, uh, by Ford in 1908. Jeez. Um, oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's been the, 112 years since yeah. then. And I guess yeah. it hasn't yeah. uh, advanced that, as much as other Industries, yeah. yeah, other industries, In, and but it still has a yeah. speed of sixteen k's an hour. But it's just the thing is the the, the car industry so profitable. Yeah, like Tesla stocks have gone up five times. Yeah, I think. Yeah, five hundred percent since the yeah, beginning of the just, year. Well, it doesn't, so, it doesn't need to advance as much because everyone needs a car. Like, oh, yeah. 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 not everyone needs well, a car. Thing, but, you know. Toyotas are made in 13 hours and Rolls Royce takes six months. It's it's and it's a difference in I think socioeconomic. Yeah. Mm. I think Koenig's um, eggs are handmade. Linking to like electric cars and Tesla, how they've risen f- um, five times, five hundred percent. I think it's because everyone wants to. Yeah, they're the most valuable. Everyone wants the ele- like to clean clean energy. Yeah. Um. So do either of you like yeah. know how like a Tesla car ranks against like fast cars if they're like fast? You know. It's one of the fastest. Technically, on that insane mode. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah on zero to one hundred, I think it's yeah, two point six seconds on Isn't the model. S, but I, I believe in yeah, 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 wow. okay. yeah, it is. Right. But I think next year, I think Tesla's releasing a new uh, like sports car. It's something like it'll it'll yeah. go even quicker. Is my point? It, it's I think it's a competing that be, with the Audi like a Atron car that's GT. available for many people. That'd be only for specific people, like. Like an oh, car. Oh, it's true. It, what if they made a very affordable car? Yeah, it'd be car. very expensive. Yeah. I yeah. think everyone would buy it. I think te- Tesla's already the most valued car company. I think Tesla is a household yeah. name at this point. I drive around Northbridge and I see a Tesla and I can't help but they're stand really nice. there. Yeah. They're nice cars. You know they're expensive. You know that... And it's almost... Um, but it's definitely a, uh, a socioeconomic thing. It's a you don't you wouldn't drive into poorer exactly. areas and see a Tesla, most likely. Uh, um, so yeah. what if they made an affordable car? Like, like one, you know, well, they one that's only fifty thousand dollars. everyone would buy that. I think everyone. that's gonna be their strategy in the end because basically what Tesla what Tesla's marketing strategy was was they started it was like a pyramid. So they started at the very top with only like a made like a small amount of cars that only specific people could buy, like really expensive cars. I think I was just yeah. Tesla, the Tesla Roadster. Yeah. Then they made another car that was, they made slightly more of and gave it to more people. It was just slightly cheaper. And then at the bottom of the pyramid, uh, they're making cheaper cars, making way more of them, which are going to many more people. And it's going to be much more like widespread. For some yeah. reason, okay. I'm not sure why, but most people are actually like more attracted to ugly cars. In the sense that if you look at Peugeot, you know, the company Peugeot, yeah. they used to make quite nice looking cars. Mm-hmm. They, like, they, the cars yeah. used to look quite nice and they used to be a little bit more expensive, but they weren't, I don't think they were luxury cars, but they were mm-hmm. very Some nice really, looking. They weren't the getting too many sales. So mm-hmm. they made, they mm-hmm. made slightly cheaper and a lot uglier cars and their sales went through the roof. Like it was, 
Wow. Because people I think, I think price like is one ugly of the main I think I price is one of the major things that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, really nice car looks amazing, but in, in the, in, at the end of the day, if you can't afford it, then there's no point even looking at it. Yeah. So well, you can still look at it. You can still. And, and you can look at it, but like, yeah. So I think price is one of the major things in cars, which is why Tesla's marketing strategy is so smart because they started off with high-end cars that everyone would look at and be like, "Oh, I want one of those," and then they're going to introduce these cheap. And then cars. as soon as it becomes cheaper, yeah. everyone can get one. At the end of the day, so successful. A car is just an object to get you from A to B quicker than walking or running. Yeah. So yeah, you you don't need these fancy Although, cars. You don't need them. But you want them. You, yeah, you want yeah. them because they look nice and they it's, demand respect the from same. other people. Same for phones. Well, it's the same as having a nice bed, I, I think, because <laughs> but health for, for some the... people, no, no, no. Think about it this way: for some people, you spend. Uh, a large po- portion of your day driving, or not a large portion, but you spend a decent yeah. portion of your day driving. Um, the same that you spend about a third of your life in bed. So why not have a really nice bed? I think a good bed. That, that a good kind of thing. So if you're going to yeah. spend a lot of time in, exactly. If you're going to spend a lot of time in your car, you might as well get a nice one. But just quickly, the um production of the Audi yeah. e-tron is um starting at the end of this year. Uh, there it's only expected to be seventy-five thousand. USD for the Audi e-tron GT, which I think, as a beginning not, price, slightly less than Tesla. For, for, over, over and it's the sport version. For it's and like if you look, it's not the uh, the hatchback. It's actually um, oh yeah, sleek cars. And I think this is the one that can um yeah the GT. I That's think this is nice. the one that can go something like. Uh, it, it can reach like a max speed Jeez. of 300 kilometers an hour. Who would need to go that fast? But, yeah, I know, like, um, half the cars. That's yeah, just a gimmick. They have like crazy speeds. It's like, oh, this car can go 350 k an hour. It makes you think it's fast. The, the reality yeah, why is, would you need you, it? you're not going over 120 k an hour. That's not your peak. Unless you're breaking the law. Anyway. You do that to yeah. try and I mean, you unless in. you're in Germany. If you're just yeah. a regular driver, when do you care about the acceleration? Like, you don't know why it's just trying to beat every single car off the mark. You're just driving. <laughs> yeah, not in Sydney where all the drivers are um, nice yeah. people. <laughs> yeah. um, but uh, I saw our, uh, Tesla just had a, um, a stock, a shareholders mm-hmm. meeting. And Elon Musk comes out and he's doing his little presentation. He's talking about how they they made these new Tesla batteries that go in the car. And they are so much more effective and efficient. So they charge in... They used to take 30 minutes Bullet? to charge. Now they take two minutes. So the, the Tesla batteries of the car. Yeah. Well, no, not exactly. But you could charge these batteries uh, that make up the car. So possibly two minutes. It might even be two minutes. Yeah, for but, a partial charge. And also they've you know, made it go much, much further. So I think... In when the new release of the new drop of Tesla cars come out, you can have cars that can go much further and can charge be much quicker. Selling point, I think. Because the thing, exactly, the thing that turns I think the electric cars is the distance, how far they can go. And because Tesla's electric car charges are like less available to people than just regular gas, like a petrol charge, petrol like fuel, right? Mm-hmm. But I think that people are skeptical about the distance of the car in case they go for like a road trip, right? And they run out of electricity, and there's nowhere to charge the car. Mm. 
which is why yeah, the distance was... and the availability of charging points is so crucial. Like, I just saw an NRMA thing the other day. They've put in, like, 20 new car- electric car chargers in re- regional uh, New South Wales, so you can travel to distance yeah, far away. so many can... people in regional New South Wales own a Tesla. No, no. Or, have no, Tesla, exactly. If you're on a road trip, <laughs> that they are making it so much more available for you to do that. It's like they've got so many more. They've got some in Wagga. They've got some in Yass. They've got some in... I think Daco, they've got... Huh? Yeah, well, I'm pretty yeah. sure you can charge it at home, though. Yeah, but you haven't go the distance. Uh, yeah. yeah, true. But, um, what was it? I was going to say... Oh, so I was watching the presidential no, debate yesterday. Of course you did. It was so bad. It was horrible. It was so bad. Yeah. Oh, it was horrible. But anyways... Back to on on the point, um, by one of Joe Biden's promises was to put five hundred thousand electric car charging points around mm, the country. Five hundred thousand. So, and uh, so with America being such uh, a large country and having, uh, I think, when I was flying over mid the, the Midwest, um, you see that there's a town. There has to be a town every thirty kilometers at least, because there was an old rule in cowboy mm. times that uh, you a, a horse couldn't go more than 20 kilometers, yeah. 20 miles. So there always had to be a town yeah. at a certain yeah. distance. So I think what he's, what the point is, you're going to have these electric car Everywhere. charging stations practically yeah. in every town all over the Midwest, because dry, you drive everywhere in America, unless you're going from uh, Washington, D.C. Yeah. to L.A., yeah, where you fly. for instance. Which is a five-hour flight, but other than that, interstate driving is so well, common over there, and I think Tesla is actually massive yeah. in America, yeah. even for lower socioeconomic groups. Um, yeah, yeah, it's happening in Australia. It's Sydney to no, Melbourne. No, like, if you saw the test video, they put like a small replica of the train. It's like it's like basically it's a small tube, and the train's only like centimeters mm-hmm. smaller than the tube. So there's like very little space i suppose and it like levitates off the yeah. track i think was it either it was either magnet it was magnetic was it magnetic? it's electromagnetic waves i'm pretty sure yeah and it yeah. just goes so fast like yeah. the, the the demo i think reached like 400 k's an hour and it was like and it just had a pressurized chamber so you don't thing. feel the speed yeah it was like amazing and it it, it changed i think that's something out of men yeah. in black it, it that's would change i think insane. transport because Especially in Australia, where it's a five-hour yeah. drive, a five-hour plane ride just to the mm. other side of the country, and it's a ten-hour car drive just to the next closest oh. megacity or me- Australian megacity, which is Melbourne, I guess. Yeah. We don't have a megacity um, from Sydney. No, but um, the Australian equivalent of a large mm. city. Los Angeles is like sixty percent roads. Is that correct, or is that another? Like... Yeah, because that's Something that like that. decided to make the high point because they wanted to get people off the roads because it's just so busy. The traffic there is terrible. Oh, the traffic so is horrible. This, yeah, getting like it a, from the airport. A fast, um, transport system that wasn't on the main road. Like you could make, you could make a bus, right? But then in the, in, in the end of the day, the bus is mm. still going to be the same roads as cars are. Yeah, exactly. So that's why the train. Oh, but although it takes more cars mm, off cars. the road, it, it because you have you have the equivalent of in sixty cars, sixty people in 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 one yeah. bus. Yeah, exactly. But, so yeah, that's why. But train's also good because it gets cars off the off the road. And also would reduce traffic. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it doesn't yeah, emit carbon. Like, as uh, yeah. yeah, carbon dioxide yeah. into the... Which is always also, a help, which is always a... 
on Pro. technology, what do you guys think about medical advancements? Oh, I think that without technology in like, me- in yeah. the industry, we're talking medicine, about before, like dead. life support and um, pacemakers, different like the diabetes thing, like all of them are yeah, crucial, exactly. like to keeping people safe, um, like ha- healthy and stuff. Yeah, the well, as as I said before, the quality of life has gone up exponentially over the yeah. last what fifty and years. Elon Musk in particular, yeah, he's like been making like amazing technological advancements. One of them is a brain chip. Yeah, that's scary. Why? That, that scares me. It, the well, because imagine you you have a I, they take out a small chunk of your skull and they kind of replace cool. it with this chip, and it is cool. But so initially, it's going to be used for epilepsy. fixing, um, yeah, severe epilepsy. They want to it can because what it does is it stimulates certain yeah. neurons of the brain with small electrical wires that are placed into your brain with a machine, and that's scary because imagine you have one of these things in you and well that's 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 well that that's one thing but they have control over your body because they can stimulate any part of the brain uh expertly do the people what's the thing called is it called what's called neuralink was it he loves the word link yeah yeah he does the controllers for these or is it yeah is it can you remotely control the chip or does it just serve yeah, because if the, you can't remotely control it then think, there's no well, i mean there might be a way that it reduces well, the chance you never know it. and but it, i think it's interesting that if you're a paraplegic or a full quadriplegic i, I remember there's a boy at riverview who became a full quadriplegic after an accident playing rugby imagine you're him you're 17 and then in two years you're able to walk again purely from the magic of having a chip yeah. in well, your brain no they did this thing um where they got some of the temp, someone who couldn't walk because they broke their spine to temporarily be mm. able to walk because they um, pretty much just diverted the signal sent from the brain through the spine using a device. So, mm. like, seeing as the spine was broken, the signals mm. going down to their legs wouldn't like work properly, so they wouldn't be able to walk. So, they diverted those signals using oh, a device was- and they were able to walk for a yeah. bit. Yeah, right. That sounds... Not very well, obviously, yeah. but it's still, almost like... they were able to walk. It's like Iron Man. It's uh, it's like, well, you know, where yeah, like uh, Rogi and Iron Man can walk. Yeah, it's... That's it's just... that kind of... It's it, that it's incredible. concept. And also, like, medical imaging, like x-rays and MRIs, they have helped diagnose and, like, almost... They can, like, tell when you've got a, a tumour or a disease or something. Yeah, and they can pr- warn you prior to when you act if you before you contract it. Yeah. Um, and before this technological advancement, that that could never be done before. So you wouldn't, you'd only be able to see if you had this disease or this tumor or this cancer before, like when you had the when you actually had it, which in most cases was too late. So mm, this exactly. technology, like just the technology sector, has just changed a huge range of different aspects. So, um, put it this way, if you have that, that chip in your brain, and so it's not 100% sure, but when I, I was listening to Elon Musk speaking about it, and he was saying the ability to fix quadriplegia and uh, severe epilepsy is the main one for now because that's to do with um, the wrong areas in your brain being stimulated. But with the quadriplegia, so the average life expectancy for a quadriplegic is something like 52 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. 
the oldest no, quadriplegic ever was 78. Stephen Hawking. So. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't. He wasn't quadriplegic. Uh, he had ALS. Serial. He was But to to think you could be extending the life expectancy of how uh, a lot of people, and I think the goal of Elon Musk is this: this brain chip is going to be readily accessible for yeah. most people. So to think you're going to be extending the life of mm. so many this people is like Musk is like who have so had these because he thinks for the future. He like plans. He like tries to make yeah. the world a better place. If you know what I mean, and that's like why we're going to focus on him in the next episode. It's because he's such a key visionary and key revolutionary that he will impact the world. It's like similar to Steve Jobs. Once he like dies, he wants his legacy will like still live on. If you know what I mean, yeah. Oh, everyone knows the name yeah. Steve Jobs, the inventor of Apple. So everyone, Elon Musk, Elon Musk and Steve Jobs are quite similar. Yeah, but you're going to have uh, Elon Musk in your brain, basically. <laughs> that's the only difference. But it's kind of... It, that's cool. I think I think once you get past... that, Once you have all the issues um, around, like, uh, stuff, you fix yeah. epilepsy with it, you... I'm definitely going to get one because imagine you can just send text through your brain. How does that work though? Listen to music. Browse Did you think music, about the text uh, and then music. it goes and it sends or how would that work? I think you think about, it's like Siri. You know when you say, hey Siri, send a text. You can listen to music and oh, no, you could communicate. Yeah, what if you're, the whole what if you're you thinking something that yeah. you don't want others to hear or something? And then you actually like, send a message or say it out loud. Silent mode. Yeah, okay, that's very t- okay. <laughs> Again, very anecdotal. That, that links to a lot of linking, but um, <laughs> all this links to electricity. Yeah, you, you need, need electricity. You need electricity stuff. to make it. You need electricity for it to function. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Wait, do you recharge the chip in your brain? Like, do you? Just or would it charge off like... the ele- electrical impulses <laughs> in your brain? You stumble, you just like kinetic energy. No, it's like the, it's like those Rolex watches that use kinetic energy, where you just shake your head around and it recharges. <laughs> Wait, do they do that? Um, but you can get most watches nowadays. They just from when you swing your really? wrist around, it charges the phone. That Jeez, way, they don't need paying, batteries. I think yeah. should be paying like more attention watch. to the watch industry. Well, no, I just remember because I, I knew this before, but then I was watching Logan Paul brag about his new Rolex, which is 40 grand, and it was absolutely disgusting. But he was having a brag about how, oh, look, it can it can charge from kinetic energy, and everyone was like, most most watches do that. Jeez, okay. Um, electricity, so Edison versus Tesla. What do you think? Well, which Tesla? Yeah. Oh, right, yeah. Who well, do you think had the right to claim invented. that they invented electricity? Tesla. Um, I think Tesla. Mm, I think... Wait, who did it first? And then I think Edison that's... Tesla. Snaked his idea. Edison... Yeah, Edison, what he did was he invented the long-lasting light and bulb, I believe it was. Whereas direct current. And he apparently invented the camera, well, like the modern day video film. But the thing is, uh, he, everyone reckons he stole it from this other guy who mysteriously disappeared and died. And then that guy's son, who is continuing on his work, also mysteriously died. And then like a month later, Tesla was like, hey, look, it's a film. So it's a bit dodgy. I mean, not Tesla, Edison. But they they both invented the different currents, AC and DC. Yeah. Yeah. Which one do you think was better? They, They both... Yeah, so 
Mate, I don't know what they're used for. Well, they're just both... You know how on, like, you see a battery has AC and DC? Mm-hmm. There's yeah, just well, the different yeah. types of currents. Um, DC okay, current, yeah, that's what it's based off. Direct, DC current is direct current, um, and that only flows in one direction. Yeah. Whereas AC is alternating oh, current, okay. which changes direction periodically. I can play both. I'm oh, pretty sure direct current is more efficient, but less powerful, whereas mm. the alternating current takes a bit longer to, like, Work, what, but it's a lot more. It sends a lot more powerful. Do you know what electricity like the car, like a Tesla uses, AC or DC, or both? Or I'm I'd sure it'd be, be something a bit more advanced than it. Yeah, it's such a complex machine. And also, it's not just like oh, but, electricity go through the entire thing for it to work. It's a, quite a bit more advanced than that. Mm. Well, okay. So put it this way, like. If you were if you were to put the two against each other, Tesla versus Edison, on what they created, well, Tesla invented radio. He actually did a yeah. um. Yeah. He invented a presentation. He he didn't invent a presentation. He did a presentation where there was a uh, a remote controlled boat mm. on water, and he would shout commands at it, and the boat would move. And everyone thought he was yeah. doing a magic show, but it was actually him just yeah. having a remote control. Yeah. So. And no, it wasn't voice controlled. He'd just say these things and then do oh, like yeah, a little sure. joystick and then make it move around. So he invented like radio and radio, or the, not he invented radio waves, but the ability to mm. utilize them. And you got to think about how much that uh, boosted the world in their communication abilities. Yeah. yeah. Have you guys had any like news in the tech, like like articles, I suppose? Because we've been talking about like facts and stuff and what we think, but have you heard it, like, seen any articles, I suppose? Read anything? Um, okay. So, I, this is more leisure-based rather than, um, more life, yeah. life-based, such as electricity and medical, but, um, things like oh, the yeah. PS5, so, the PS5 sold out yeah. in a minute. Oh, was it like Walmart? My, I mean, it, from Walmart. Walmart, yeah. Yeah, and at JB Hi-Fi, it was something like five minutes. My One of my close family friends yeah. tried to get one, and then he, he was literally on the site. As soon as he clicked, like, to pay, they were yeah. like, it's all sold out, and you can't pre-order. You can't even yeah, pre-order it until March mm. next and year. It comes, you but can't pre-order it. Is, it comes out in November. Exactly. You can't pre-order it till March yeah. next year, oh, Jesus. is my point. So you can't pre-order something that's already coming out until after it's come out, because it's been yeah. sold yeah. out and that hard. Well, that just shows the demand of uh, um, mm. you know, devices and stuff. And a while back, we were talking about yeah. how Elon Musk is similar to Steve Jobs. Um, Steve Jobs, actually, he, he founded CEO with Steve Woz, um, founded Apple with Steve Wozniak. Um, he actually got yeah. kicked out from the board of directors for 10 years. Steve Wait, Jobs. Jobs or Wozniak? He was, he was head of the CEO. Oh, and wow. Basically, when he when he heard stuff he didn't like, he just said, no, go away. I don't like, I don't like this, right? This, yeah. The board of directors... <laughs> that doesn't really work. Yeah. Well, he, Steve Jobs is a very yeah. hippie person. He, like, just wanted things to keep... He wanted to keep things simple. And the board of directors didn't see that. And they yeah. as well. When, when Apple started to go down, like, in shares and they weren't making much money, the board of directors said, okay, let's just kick Steve Jobs out. So Steve Jobs got kicked out of Apple. Ow. He went and found a company with of, called Next with uh, five other managing directors from Apple. Um, they found they yeah. made all this hardware and tech, they like software, right? Um, which is now known as Mac OS. Um, yeah, oh, and then except 
their problem was they didn't know how to make a computer that looked good. So they had the technology and software, but they couldn't put it in. They couldn't sell it because no one liked the computer the look like. So then, uh, fine. And uh, then, whereas Apple, on the hand, Apple, on the other hand, they had devices that looked nice, but they didn't have the technology. So after 10 years passed, and they finally realized that they just kicked out their best person. So then they asked him to come back. They combined the computer and the hardware, and then straight away, the companies took off. Apple yep. was just... Yeah. yeah, in a big you know, hole, and Steve Jobs has dug him out, but it's making this in crazy, crazy um, technology and hardware. When he died in 2011, the stock rose almost double, to put that in perspective. Yeah. So he died of colon yeah. cancer. He, he could have, he could but, have so in 19... him, you know. But, oh, yeah, yeah, he could have. He he could a, have. It was a curable... That's similar to Albert curable, Einstein. Um, cancer disease, whatever. So why didn't he? I remember Albert Einstein. I'm not sure. It was it's similar. Because he was um, a simple person. If you, if you invested in Apple in 1980, it was 13 cents per share. It's now 115 dollars per crazy. share. The the they, they are I think the most valued company mm. in the world. They've got a market cap of two yeah. trillion dollars. No. Ridiculous. Which is just insane. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Like Amazon share price is just the same. It's yeah. gone up. If you invested at the start, which is like most companies, but like right now it's reached a height. It's at thirty one hundred yeah. US dollars. And in the was it the two thousands when they had the dot com bust, like the dot com bubble? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just started going down because Amazon was literally just an online business, right? They sold books at that time, but it was yeah. predominantly online. Now so that's yeah, how the dot com thing happened. That was like. A major thing so their stock just started going down and then what's his name steve um not steve job jeff bezos just invested money and then they just started i don't remember what they did but it just went uh, straight up and ever since then amazon's still going up yes i mean I still know. the largest company in the world they- i think it's two trillion dollars but yeah i'm very still yeah it's the fastest growing yeah. company in the world is it still so you want to hear this yeah it's still the fastest growing. it's got a million employees yeah, around the world. Okay, put it this way. You want to hear some of um, Amazon's subsidiary, sure. subsidiaries? So some of the companies, are, so they have Audible, they own Whole Foods, A Books, Book Depository, Zappos, Amazon AE, Amazon Fresh, Shopbox, Zooks, Ring, Woot, um, Cosmicology, Amazon Web Services, Amazon China, all of these subsidiaries that make them more mm. and more money. I've I think Amazon Web Services, which is the one that, yeah, exactly. But which is the one my dad works for. They have the highest revenue uh, percentage because of what they do. So they're bringing in not the biggest amount of money. Amazon itself as a sales and delivery company makes more money, but it's mm-hmm. not as profitable. Oh, yeah. So um, this IT and service management makes them so much more money because when you think about it, all you're doing is renting out service space to massive mm-hmm. companies. So if you guys have an iPhone, which yes. yeah. both of you do, don't you? And you guys yeah, use yeah. iCloud, don't you? Like, so, um, all, and I mean all of that iCloud information is on Amazon okay. Web Services. Jeez. And although Apple don't, won't say it outright, but there's a massive synergy mm-hmm. going on between the two, which I think is incredible because you have two of the, the, the two biggest companies in the world who aren't rivals yeah. in a sense. Uh, but still, but they they work together yeah. to make it, it yeah, better for I, everyone. Um, 
Thank you, everyone, for listening to the first episode of The Voice of the Visionaries. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll be releasing the next episode, hopefully, in, uh, within the next two weeks. Uh, next episode is going to be about... It's going to be called The Battle of the Billions. Yeah. Uh, and it's going to be Jeff Bezos versus Elon Musk. We're going to be speculating and debating different points on what they've done, space travel, etc. But um, thank you, everyone, for listening, and we'll Bye. see you guys next time.